This is former Chattanooga Heavyweight Champion, Railroad Rudy, and I want to send a big congratulations to the boys at Marking Out for episode number 600. Now, let's get railroaded. This is Marking Out. Pro wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans, we marking out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans, we marking out, y'all. Marking out. Pro wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans, we marking out, y'all. Spreading like fists. Pro wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans, we marking out, y'all. We're marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is Drumroll, please. Episode 600. That is right. We made it to episode 600. But... That means that we have 600 episodes that you should definitely be listening to. So make sure you check out MarkingOut.com. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. Buy the t-shirt, ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. There is a sale taking place if you get in there by Saturday. Also, yeah, you make can sure use you... the code SUMMERTIME. SUMMERTIME, SUMMERTIME. Also, make sure that you head over to Twitter, give us a follow, give us a follow on Instagram, give us some love over, 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 over that Twitch area. Also, make sure you give us, did I, what else is there? TikTok, at Marking Out, Instagram, yeah. at Marking Out 11, YouTube, at Marking Out 11, Twitter, Marking Out, MarkingOut.com. BTTG161. <laughs> yeah, Dave... David, PTDPT, Chris Sweendog, CM Sweeney 85. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening to us for 600 state, uh, straight episodes, you know? 600 uh, episodes, no weeks missed. Not even during Hurricane Sandy. Yeah. I mean, I got to give a ton of credit to uh, good old Brandon over here, you know? There was no way, no way in hell. That this this podcast is hitting 600 episodes. <laughs> if Brandon wasn't involved in this, well, without you and Chris, there'd be no marking out. So, and Chris that's, will obviously be joining later. So, yes, that's very true. Very true. More more so, Chris. Without Chris bringing up uh, recording a podcast for his school and everything like that, the idea definitely wouldn't have been started. So, props over to Chris as well. And uh, myself for dealing with the both of you for so long. Nice. Thanks. No, I was just joking. Love you both. <laughs> but, yeah, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome as always. How about yourself? Doing good. Doing good. You know, um, how about that week of yours? You had an exciting week, didn't you? I had such an exciting week. Tell me about it. Yeah, it was so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> the weekend was nice, I'll tell you that. It was really uh Yeah, he totally nice should have won a Grammy. Oh yeah. Did you know? he not? I'm sure he's got Grammys now. No, he didn't get nominated last year. You remember the time we thought the weekend was a band? Oh yeah, I still <laughs> am not convinced that it's not a band. <laughs> and then he showed up. We were like, wait, where's where's everybody? And it was just one person. Yeah, yeah. We saw I thought like it was like the weekend, like uh I don't know. What is it? Seven days of summer or whatever it is. You know, all those pop Five boy bands. Five seconds of summer? 
Yeah, that's the one. I thought it was I legitimately like, that. like. I remember when we were at that Taylor Swift concert, we both looked at each other. And we're like, wait a minute, the weekend's one person. Oh yeah, he <laughs> is uh, confusing. Yeah, very confusing. Great artist. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I grilled up some uh, garlic chicken wings from Costco. That I think they're really good. They like in 2020, people were going nuts over them. Where like they were selling out. Which bird? Which what? Which were they? What was that? What were they? Garlic chicken wings. Garlic chicken wings. I feel like I've had those before. You might have. They're they're raw, so I don't know if you you would have had to have cooked them. No, no. Then I did not have them. <laughs> and I don't really like cooking chicken, but I this was easy enough where it was just turn, 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 like Roger McGuinn and Pete Seeger. But uh, nice. I also grilled up some peppers and onions in a, a, a basket, which I hate doing because it's really difficult for me to clean the basket, but... Mm-hmm. I really wanted peppers and onions and stuff like that, so I did that. Made some oatmeal chocolate chip cookies, which really sucked for my hands. But uh, I think they they probably could have been better, but they weren't bad. All right, what didn't you like about them? I I don't know. Maybe I need more butter to it. Mm-hmm. There wasn't like the the richness, the flavor wise. I don't know. But I don't know, are you like an oatmeal guy or no? Like for cookies, because I'm not an oatmeal, ball of oatmeal guy. Um, I don't know. I feel like it really depends. Sometimes I do like oatmeal raisin cookies, but I f- it really depends. Honestly, I prefer a hot chocolate chip, you know, right out of the oven. <laughs> right out of the oven. You got to let them settle. That's true. That's but true. Like, I like burnt. I like oatmeal raisin cookies and I like oatmeal chocolate chip cookies. I don't think I've ever had them combined, and I I really kind of want to do that. Hmm. Why not give it a shot? Yeah. And speaking of giving it shots, I again tried to make garlic bread, but I just for some reason it just doesn't come out how I want it to. Why? Usually, I don't uh, know. I've watched tons of videos or... and everything. I don't know how to. It just it's not happening. Mm-hmm. I followed step by step. It never ever comes out looking how it does in the videos ever. Huh? I just there I has to be it. there has to be a step that you're missing. No, I I have no idea. I, I need mean, somebody to actually do it right in front of me to be like how, one step, two step, three step, four. <laughs> I just it, it it makes no sense. It just doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. So that's basically yeah. all I did. And nice, it seems nice. like we're getting a, a, another good weekend here, right here. In New York. Yeah, not not a concert. <laughs> Actually, not. no. Saturday's weather all of a sudden took a turn. Ooh. Yeah, it's supposed to get very, very... That sucks. It's very hot outside. You know, you got to be safe and smart right now. It says thunderstorms expected. Yeah. I got meat to put on a grill. Hmm. And, um, yeah. No, my week was good, though. You know, highlight, though, was this weekend was... 100% the pay-per-view. The PLE, folks. Yes. I thought that that pay-per-view was incredible. I think, I mean, I don't know how I like ultimately remember feeling about WrestleMania, but to me, this might have been better or on par with. To me, this certainly felt like a WrestleMania, even from like the start where you see it, they're in an open stadium. Mm-hmm. Half of it was was blocked off or whatever, but that didn't affect the TV. Yeah. 
So I thought it was a really well done show. Bianca Belair opened it up to uh, retain the, the Raw Women's Championship over Becky Lynch. I think their match at WrestleMania was so much better, but uh, this was not by by no means a bad match. or No, or it was just a solid opener. Yeah, I liked you know? uh, when Becky Lynch went for that leg drop from the middle rope and when uh, Bianca Belair was draped over the rope and mm-hmm. Belair caught her and powerbombed her. Really? That was your favorite part. I, well, not my favorite part. I just like that was one of the parts. Another part. Yeah. When, no, uh, no, that was a, that was a really cool part. When Bianca Belair rolled out of the ring with the disarmor while Becky was still locked, she still had it locked on, and she hits the the KOD outside. I like yeah. that, but uh, no, but overall, it was definitely a solid opener for the both of them. And that the KOD that actually ended the match, I think, might have been the best one I've ever seen. The it way was she, like, it, she threw Becky Lynch down. I thought it was a, a brilliant KOD. Yeah, I mean, then at the end of the match, you had uh, some surprise guess. You know, this is well. You had a, should, first of all, be, you had a handshake between the two. Yep, and you a had hug. a handshake, a handshake and a hug between the two of you. But it should be noted that this is also like, I guess, unofficially, officially, uh, Triple H's first pay per view, um, in control. So I think it's really we can uh-huh. say that Clash of the Castle will be more so like the first of the first because of there's nothing announced for it yet. That's true, but for this one, it was important. It definitely had to put a statement out there, and a statement was definitely made right off the bat where Bianca Belair, Bianca Belair, Bailey, Bailey made her return to WWE after. Over a year. Yeah. And I, I have big pop for that. And then all of a sudden, Dakota Kai's theme song plays. And I'm like freaking out at this point. Yeah. For those that don't remember, Dakota Kai was not under contract. She was fired. She was released. Yeah. And then, last but not least, Io Shirai, who's now going by Io Sky. I thought it was dumb that commentary knew that already. I feel like there's not... I mean, what's the alternative? Uh, because her Titantron, I believe, still said Io Shirai, so... Okay, that, that you know, that should have changed. I don't mind the name change, though. I, I like to feel like maybe it's a uh, yeah. tribute to her team with uh, Kyrie saying they were the Sky Pirates. Oh, that's interesting. Um, it's very possible. I didn't... I don't know. I like the name. I don't mind it. I think it's really cool. Yeah. It'll be uh, but much the next... easier to call her EO Sky than it is to call Gunter. Gunter. <laughs> 100%. But, but they went face-to-face with Bianca Belair, and then Becky Lynch backed up Bianca Belair. Yeah. And then Bailey and them backed down. But I, I think I even said literally last week that I hope Team Kick came back, and here's at least Dakota Kai. Yeah. Apparently, this was a, a trio that was pitched, I guess, a long time ago. Uh, by potentially them themselves or somebody else. It was apparently pitched and denied, just thrown out the window. So, And then there was rumors that it was supposed to be Raquel Gonzalez and um, someone else. I forgot. Someone else. But it's very interesting that this got put together. I'm a fan. Big time. I think it's cool. But next up, you had another incredible 
matchup. Logan Paul picking up the victory over The Miz. And, hey, Logan Paul, he's two for two if you're asking me. He, I mean, he, he 100% is two for two. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, like, but I like match that, wise, uh, this was awesome. Yeah, I like that Champa and Maurice had matching gear with Miz. But Logan Paul, such a natural athlete in there. Like, that moonsault that he hit off the apron, really nice. The the I thought the code breaker that the the Miz did I thought was really nice. Yeah, um, I thought I thought the I mean the big spot the splash through the commentary table was awesome. Yeah, that frog splash was nuts. But Champ at one point was getting ejected, and I think Maurice was able to cheat while that was that was happening. But Champa refused to leave, and he sits down in the chair. AJ Styles shows up to make him leave. Yeah, chases him off. And then we saw Logan Paul hit his own phenomenal forearm and eventually hit a skull-crushing finale to win after Maurice got up on the apron. Miz almost clocked her with with the custom-graded card that he had for his entrance, which was funny. And and the crowd fully behind uh, Logan Paul, too. I'm pretty sure when Logan Paul came out, fans were booing him. Yeah. And by the end of that, man, they popped and they cheered. I think that Logan Paul is all those haters and stuff. They are really starting to open up their eyes to what this kid is doing. I don't you know? think they're starting to. I just think it goes match per match basis. <laughs> I mean, hey, I I was the same way. I used I hate his attitude and everything like that, his gimmick. But pro wrestling wise, he's been awesome. But. Next up, you had Bobby Lashley successfully retain his championship, the U.S. championship, against Theory. Um, Theory beating him with the uh, Money in the Bank briefcase before the match. Yeah, but... And then he tried to to walk away from the match, and Lashley wouldn't let him do that. And I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, you know, for for me, this match was really a... I don't know, a dud? Uh, I wouldn't say a dud. So I'm going to say a dud because... To me, not much happened. And I think it was really after Bel Air and Paul. Um, it was like you were at such a high that this kind of brought you down a little bit, which has to happen. Um, so that's kind of like my thought process with it. I liked how Theory tapped out very quickly. Yeah. And um, I thought that uh, he was distracted too, right? Or no? No, he was not distracted. But it seemed like he tapped out pretty quickly. I, I can't call this match a dud at all, though. To that, me, yeah. a dud is like Rebel versus Shelly Martinez. I, yeah, I mean, that just, <laughs> I mean, do, do you even want to call that a match? <laughs> exactly. Afterwards, uh, we saw the Mysterios pick up the victory over the Judgment Day in a no-DQ match, and I hate hate when an ODQ match or any sort of match stylings as such have tags in and out. I hate when that happens. AEW does that so often. WWE does it from time to time. I hate that. It makes no sense. It's no DQ. Yeah, I I feel like people just, I don't know. It seems like people and the referees forget the, like, or the wrestlers forget the rules at times, and the referees have no choice but to go along with it. I don't think they forget the rules. I think it's, I think this even specifically was booked that way. It was like most of, mostly a normal match. Rey Mysterio uses the chair. Yeah. He, like, that's what this match, that's to me 
the main focus of why this was no DQ was the the chair usage, which we saw on Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. He gets spots in there. He did that sliding chair body drop to the outside. The Mysterios, we see them do the dual 619. Rhea Ripley gets involved, so that's a factor of the no DQ. And then ultimately, Edge returns to a huge pop. Remixed Brood theme song at first, and then has a huge entrance with all the fire and everything, and Spears for the Judgment Day. He helps them set up the 619, and boom, Mysterios win. Another aspect to the no DQ. Yeah, no, I, I thought that it was really a good match. Um... I was expecting Dominic to turn at some point. I don't know why. I. You keep saying next week, next week, next week. Just wait, next week. No, 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 no. It's gonna happen. Just, just you wait. Just you wait. After that, we saw Pat McAfee pick up the victory over Happy Corbin. Uh, Pat McAfee had a choir sing "Bum Ass Corbin," <laughs> and then had them sing his new theme song. Which it's a shame they're not paying for the rights for uh, Seven Nation Army, but. I know. So this is definitely like a, a knockoff of that, but I thought that choir part was hilarious. Yeah, I and, thought that that was awesome, and I like his reaction to that too. Yeah, and this was another good match for Pat McAfee. Mm-hmm. There were some uh, iffy spots, but like one of the spots, he went to do the uh, the superplex off the top rope, lands on his knees up there and saves himself. He saves the spot. We saw. Him go, um, what does he hit? A, a, a dive to the outside? I think so. And he's like wobbling up there. Saves that spot too. Very, very good recoveries there. I, yeah. We saw Charles Robinson get knocked down at one point, And uh, Pat McAfee maybe hit him with a punt below the belt. Yeah, there was that punt kick. And then hits him with the code red. Picks up the victory with the from the middle rope. I thought he was about to do a, uh, a Panama Sunrise tribute to Adam yeah. Cole. Yeah, you know, I think that those saves that he had were really uh, key, though. Yeah, well you done. Know, that, Very well done. Yeah. And I feel next... like there might be a possibility that we see Pat McAfee down, uh, versus Corey Graves. Hmm. With the way Michael Cole and Corey Graves spoke about Pat in this match and, like, the way Graves looked at Pat afterwards and we've seen stuff like that. Yeah, the high fives of to Cole and not Graves or whatever. Yeah, we have that rumor where where Corey Graves is cleared for in-ring action, so maybe a one-off match is possible. That's true. Uh, Next up, you had an amazing tag team match. The Usos picked up the victory over the Street Profits to retain the tag team championships. Yeah, Double J was the referee here. Uh, yes. Street Profits came out with the Tennessee Titans cheerleaders and matching gear. But yeah. uh, this was another one of those cases like Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch where I thought their match at Money in the Bank was a lot better. But by no means was this a bad match. It was still really good. Yeah. I like I... When, when Double J almost got hit with the super kick, but he caught it. And yeah. And it, it led to Dawkins hitting a move and then... Ford hits a yeah, frog Jeff, splash. Safe, safe to say Jeff out. Jarrett screwed the screwed them over on that one. Um, I don't know. I mean, know. it didn't pay off, but. I don't know about that, but. It didn't pay off, but. I really thought this was going to be the Street Profits night. Um, I don't know. 
you know, after you said all of that and everything, I was thinking that maybe the Street Profits will win, especially with Bianca Belair retaining the championship earlier in the night. But I really did not want to see the Usos lose. I have become a big mark for the Bloodline. Um, I mean, it's safe. I mean that Samoan Dynasty. It's hard not to be a fan of. Right. Um, you know, so I'm just a huge fan of all of that. I thought but, Roman was losing the title too, but we'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah. After that, they showed Kid Rock making out with Trailer Trash Tammy, which was a very weird cameo. <laughs> I am not familiar with her. She started out on Vine, I believe, and then I guess now does YouTube. She pops up here and there. Yeah, I've never seen her before. But um, Riddle yeah. slides into the ring, and I swear to God, I thought it was Kid Rock because of like the it looked like a similar hairstyle. Uh-huh. But he called Seth Rollins out. Everyone tried to stop both of them. They brawled. Seth ends up hitting him with a stomp. And uh, I don't really think this segment was needed. I I don't either. At that, like, why not just... I mean, I was excited for it. I was excited for it because it also drew out Seth Rollins um, with his theme song and everything. Uh, the singing along. But I don't know. I'm st- I, I still wish that we had even a quick match. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why that happened. I don't know. But next up, talking about quick matches. Liv Morgan picked up the victory over Ronda Rousey to retain the championship in a questionable fashion. Um, Apparently, this match was cut short because of how long Logan Paul and The Miz went, though. Well, this match had me worrying the most. Because I, I really didn't want Liv Morgan to lose. Yeah, same here. Nobody wanted Liv Morgan to to lose the championship to Ronda Rousey. I popped that she brought back the blue tongue. Oh, I didn't notice. But, yeah, Ronda Rousey kept getting Liv Morgan in the arm bar, and so she was wrestling with one arm, basically, and Liv ends up pinning Ronda Rousey while she taps out. The referee's obviously looking at the shoulders, doesn't see the tap out. And Ronda Rousey was pissed off. She attacked Liv Morgan. Snapped her arm and the referee's arm. She's suspended indefinitely now. And fined. Yeah, I thought she was about to attack Davari and Jamie Noble too, but that didn't happen. She should have. But If uh, you're going to attack one referee, you might as well just take out the entire line of people. Yeah, but yeah, that you know? takes her off TV now for however long they, they take her off. Yeah. But here we are, Liv Morgan still champion, so I'm very, very pleased with that. Yes, definitely. Next up, you had Kane coming out and uh, some questionable inflating, numbers. Inflating the number them. of the attendance, but yeah, because I'm almost know. certain the only they they only sold like I think maybe forty thousand tickets. Yeah, and what did he say? Was it like fifty eight thousand or something? Yeah, he inflated it by like ten thousand. I mean, I think, we can't something. say really he. It was obviously whoever told him to say it, but yeah, that's yeah, pro wrestling course. for you. I agree. I agree. Earlier in the night, we saw Drew McIntyre come out, basically just hype up Clash of the Clash at the Castle, and that ties into the main event because he is going on to Clash at the Castle to face the winner of this next match, Roman Reigns, who picked up the victory over Brock Lesnar in a last man standing match, retains the WWE Championship. What a, a match, man! Yeah. From you the know? start, Brock Lesnar drives a tractor down to the ring. 
And it's funny because, like, people complain over and over again, this match we've seen so many times. But I think yeah. for a majority of them, I've enjoyed them. I agree. Which is really bizarre. No, I, I enjoyed them. I thought that this match was... I mean, all right, can we just acknowledge... The microphone the, flip or no? The mic flipping catch by <laughs> Roman Reigns from Brock Lesnar. That was smooth. Yeah, that was well done. You know, that was smooth. And what's even better is that pro- that catch was definitely not... I don't uh, think so. You know? But it was definitely a lot of fun and they very used, eventful throughout. They used a lot of tables in this. Brock even used a piece of the table to hit Roman Reigns with. I like that. Yeah, Ro- uh, you had Brock Lesnar tossing Paul Heyman through the commentary table with an F5 as well. Yeah. You know? But so, we also we had that spot maybe kind of fell short where Brock tossed Roman into the front loader of the tractor, uh-huh. lifted him up, lifted him, lifted him up, and then dumped him out into the ring. And it was like, I guess people were expecting more of an impact from that. <laughs> and they're like, we've never seen that before. But I could swear yeah, to I feel God, like we have. especially I think in like a last man standing sort of situation. I feel like I don't know. I want to say maybe it could have been a buried alive match. I don't know. We did have That's those, potential, yeah, right. It could be like I feel like I remember seeing somebody just be uh, like plopped out of there, you know. But the biggest spot I think of the night, Brock Lesnar used that tractor. It couldn't have been Taker versus AJ, right? It I mean, might still have buried, been. I mean, still buried alive. I'm gonna say that it may have been a buried alive match that we saw something like that. I'm not sure. When I picture it, I picture it backstage though, so I don't know backstage in like a green tractor but that might not be accurate at all that could be that SummerSlam match with the rock and mcfoley though that you're thinking of uh, with I'm, the... I'm thinking a lot like sooner than that hmm. but the bigger spot brock lesnar moved the whole ring with the tractor and lifted it up <laughs> yeah he totally like i mean you That's had the Usos something in... i've never seen before no you had the Usos involvement and then this lifting up of the ring i have never seen uh, before I'm just gonna if I was on that other side of the ring as a fan I would have been pissed yeah <laughs> but it's funny because Brock like right then and there Paul Heyman like he's like you're that that's it that he's done here here are the titles you won and that's yeah. when Brock put him through the table he's like I don't I'm not taking a win like that yeah I thought that that was an interesting spot too where Paul Heyman's like he's my he's my money he's like my you, my whatever you can't do this take the titles i thought that was pretty interesting and i i don't know i wonder if that's going to come up at some point where roman reigns is going to question his allegiance again that he was ready to give up his championships that's a possibility um roman reigns speared brock lesnar which led to both of them being down and then austin theory ran down he clocks roman reigns brock ends up hitting him with the the F5 onto the briefcase. The Usos end up dropping Brock Lesnar with a double super kick. Reigns, I think, hit another spear and Brock gets up. Yeah. And then Reigns beats Theory with the, the Money in the Bank briefcase, uses it on Brock Lesnar. A lot of close calls here with the 10 count. And then we saw Roman Reigns clock Brock with the championship. Brock again gets up, so Roman Reigns uses the other championship, and then the bloodline buried Brock Lesnar. And that was the end of the match. Fantastic. 
So the one thing that was weird to me was that the referee was counting as they were continuing to bury him. You know, like he he yeah. wasn't you know, like he wasn't already buried, and then the referee counted. Right. But he was counting as they were burying him. I don't know. I thought that was. I guess yeah, that it should be like a reset. Right. That's like I was going back and forth. I'm like, should that be a reset or not? Because technically, he because you're touching the opponent. Yeah, but he is down and out. He's they're they're not picking him up off the ground, but you can't stomp on a guy. Uh, to keep them down in a last man standing match and still have that count start counting, you know? Right. So, but no matter what, I think that this match was a great, uh, a great closer for SummerSlam. I just can't believe I was, I was wrong about Austin Theory. Yeah. Great spot yeah. though. That, that. They oh yeah. The perfect, perfect tease of that too. I think he has until September like 14th or so to cash in. So. Yeah, to you know, after the youngest champion, after seeing the state, the ring lifted up like that as the big spot, I think that him cashing in unsuccessfully was the better option. You know, I feel right. like the takeaway should be that lifting of the spot of the ring and stuff, and so, I think that it was a good good idea. Clash but, at the castle. Drew McIntyre never won the WWE Championship in front of a crowd. Here they have 60,000 people. 60,000 tickets, I think, are sold so far for that show. Huh. So, potentially, Drew McIntyre cashes in. uh, Not cashes in. Wins the match. Wins the title. And then, September 3rd? I think either. September 3rd or 4th? I I don't know. I think it might be the 3rd. Theory cashes in that night. Clash of the Castle. That could be. That could be potential. Um, September 3rd, Saturday. I don't know. But let's move on to some more WWE talk. Talk about some Monday Night Raw. Yes, let's talk about Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Becky Lynch opened the show. She she came out in a, a sling and spoke about how she separated her shoulder at SummerSlam. Continued the match like a badass. Hypes up the women's division, makes it feel meaningful. And then Becky Lynch wanted to thank Bianca Belair. She 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 wanted to hug her. She came out, did that, and basically said, "Hold it down." Yeah, she's out with um, an injury for months. Yeah, it was it was like a total face turn for her, I guess. Right? Yeah, you know, total face turn for her. And then Bianca explained the handshake and the the mutual respect and everything, and they cut to backstage where it's. Bailey, EO, and Dakota Kai attacking Becky Lynch. And Bailey later on explained that the attack wasn't about Becky Lynch. It wasn't about Bianca Belair. It was about them. And we'll find out more soon, which doesn't really set up what happens later in the night, but they still appear later on. No. Yeah. After that, we had a U.S. Championship video package narrated by John Bradshaw Layfield himself, former champion, and it showed a bunch of former champions like Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair, Bret Hart, Booker T, Kofi Kingston, John Cena, and to me, that that's something that made the U.S. Championship feel meaningful. Yeah, I thought I that agree. was really a really well done video package 
And yeah, I agree. Throughout the night, we had two matches that set up um, two triple threat matches that that um, the winners would go on to face each other, and then they get to face Bobby Lashley for the U.S. Championship. So this episode of Monday Night Raw was very heavily focused on the U.S. Championship, which again elevates that title to me. Yeah, I agree. First match we saw, AJ Styles picks up the victory over The Miz and Mustafa Ali. Before that, though, Logan Paul announced he's definitely coming back. Which so, I'm, I, you know what, I am excited for this. So that contract, I guess, wasn't up until SummerSlam. Yeah. This match, though, very fun and unexpected. Hmm. Ali really shined in this match. Yeah, I thought that this, I mean, on paper, this match looks phenomenal. You know, AJ versus Miz versus, yeah, I know, versus (laughs) Ali. But this is, it lived up to expectations. I like the, the neck breaker that Ali hit, which caused AJ to hit the reverse DDT on Miz. Yeah. Outside the ring, that tornado DDT that Ali hit on AJ Styles was absolutely insane. And then the bigger spot, the biggest spot of the night, I think, Mustafa Ali hits the 450 splash on the Miz, and AJ was basically right there, catches Ali on the rebound, picks him up for the the Styles clash, and he hits it onto Miz and picks up the victory there. I thought that was a really, really nice finish. This was an this I feel like this is a finish that you would see in like PWG. You know, like a finish like that where some like just a way that the Styles Clash would how it went into that. Right. It was so awesome, and um, I thought that the the end of this it was just it was it was great. After that, we had Seth Rollins come out and celebrated that he beat up Matt Riddle, and he celebrated Riddle being out and said that he's changing the attention, his focus to Roman Reigns. But the Street Profits interrupted him, and I thought, like, the interaction between Seth, them, and the fans, without the Street Profits even saying anything, I thought was incredible. Yeah. Just, like, there was so much, first of all, the crowd at Monday Night Raw (laughs) sucked for the most part. Mm Mm-hmm. So, it was nice to see that. Yeah. But... Seth Rollins, he makes fun of them for losing to the Usos and basically told them to break up. And then Dawkins brought up beating Seth Rollins to become the tag team champions, which is what they did. They beat Buddy Murphy and and Seth Rollins. And Seth goes on to say the odds are unfair right now, so maybe a one-on-one match. Mm -hmm. And then the Street Profits went to rock, paper, scissor to see who gets to face Seth Rollins. And Montez Ford fakes him out, runs out to the ring, grabs the referee, runs out to the ring. And the match starts. And Seth Rollins picks up the victory. I thought that this was really entertaining and a lot of fun. I I think Montez Ford is such a standout. Yeah. You know, on the entire roster, I feel like Montez Ford is definitely somebody that you just... You don't want to miss. Yeah. Seth Rollins hit that frog splash or went for it. Montez Ford moved. And then he went for one by himself. And Seth Rollins got his knees up, hits that stomp to win. And Seth went for another one afterwards. Dawkins showed up and Seth Rollins ran off. 
So yeah. I assume we'll see Dawkins versus Seth Rollins next week. I think so too. Makes sense. After uh, this, next we saw Alexa Bliss versus Asuka end in a no contest. To me, this was like this wasn't going good. Um Yeah. But Bailey, EO, Sky, and Dakota Kai showed up, beat them up. Made made the save for us. And Bianca Belair made the save for them and challenged the group to a match. Yeah, and EO Sky is like, yeah, I, I'll take care of you. I want you. Yeah. Uh, after that, we saw another U.S. Championship contender match. We saw Champa pick up the victory over Dolph Ziggler and Chad Gable. Another good match. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think that this, I think that both of these triple uh, triple threat matches were incredible. I mean, and I feel like all of these people that are involved with it are people that you want to see win that championship yeah it would have been really nice to see chad gable move on i think it was pretty obvious that it was going to be champa from this match i think so too and but even still like there's nobody in these matches that you're like i don't want to see this person win which makes it even more fun to watch these matches because champa ziggler gable yeah okay you can you can choose any of them and you'll be happy that they're champion AJ, Miz, Ali, same thing. So I think that both of them were really booked well and fun. After that, we saw Edge make his return to Monday Night Raw. We saw Metalingus come back. Would have rather uh, Rob Zombie, as you know. I would have definitely preferred Never Gonna Stop, yeah. Yeah. But Edge said that he thought that maybe he could pass along some knowledge to Damian Priest and Rhea Ripley. And now it's time to kill what he created. Short and sweet. I thought it was good. I thought so too. It's just, I don't know. I I don't know what is going to happen because Edge has to come out as the winner, right? Mm -hmm. Like, he has to win, but then what happens to Judgment Day? He wants to kill Judgment Day. Is he going to end the stable that just got started? I don't know. Like, that's the thing where it's, like, confusing to me. I feel like the stable of Judgment Day, maybe they would be more powerful if they overcome Edge. You know, if they're, like, if Finn Balor and Judgment Day are just, like, listen, WWE Hall of Famer Edge tried to take care of us and knock us out and and demolish Judgment Day, but he failed. Just like everybody else in this locker room will fail, and they'll all fall. And then you have Killer cross comeback i don't know about that <laughs> after that eo sky versus bianca belair ended in a no contest and um i typically would have hated that but with the setup that surrounded it i was perfectly fine with it yeah i agree with you i li- also like eo's new gear it was like a combination of her old old gear and her older gear but, yeah, I didn't even recognize it. Yeah, but Bailey and, and Dakota Kai made their way ringside eventually. We saw EO reverse the KOD. Uh, Bianca Belair caught EO Shirai off the apron and and swung her into the barricade. I thought that looked brutal. Bailey and Dakota Kai, though, blocked Bianca Belair from getting back into the ring. So. Big rumors circulating that Naomi and Sasha Banks are are back with WWE. 
I thought maybe that would <laughs> that we'd see them in that spot. Yeah. But it was Alexa Bliss and Asuka, rightfully so. They interrupted the match earlier, so they came out to back up Bianca Belair here. And it sounded like the crowd really woke up mid-match here. That I'm happy that you said that because this entire thing, I don't know, this entire Monday Night Raw, besides when you mentioned... Like, seemed, Edge got like, a pop. Yeah, but it seemed like for some reason, I don't know, it sounded like the, usually like the mic around the audience and at the ring was, like, off. Yeah, I don't know. But you this know? is, like, it literally was, like, halfway through this segment. They just, like, woke up, and Alexa Bliss knocked Eo's feet off the, the ropes. So, Bailey and Dakota Kai got up on the apron, which led to Asuka and Alexa Bliss to do the same thing, and then they all brawled, and... That ended that, so next week, probably a six-woman tag match. I Ooh, you think? Uh, I think so. I don't think so. I think we're going to go another solo route and build up to the three-on-three. Three. That's, again, potential also. You know, I think we're going to continue seeing solo routes until maybe a pay-per-view where we get that three-on-three three action. That might be more accurate. It might be that they want to save Bailey for something bigger. Yeah, exactly. We saw afterwards Champa pick up the victory over AJ Styles to become the number one contender to the U.S. Championship, which was nice. A uh, nice welcome. We had Booker T on commentary. Yeah, that was a surprise. Yeah, they were in Houston, and then they had a banger. No pun intended to Houston. <laughs> they had a banger of a match here, but uh, so many good things. Champa reversed that phenomenal forearm with that knee, which looked really nice. The the top rope move that. That he was about to do, that Styles reversed with the the Styles clash, I thought was nice. Yeah, I thought that was really cool too. And and then Miz um, got Champa's foot on the rope there. Yeah, it, it was just like in the nick of time too, where he got the foot on the rope. Um, yeah, and it led to AJ to go after Miz, and and that was all that he needed, that distraction to yeah. hit that. Um, AJ what, knocked he, Miz over the barricade, and Champa knocked him over the barricade. Miz holding AJ's leg there. That's where it happened. Yeah, then he gets into the ring and gets... Right before the 10 count. Yeah, gets rocked with a knee, though. Yeah, and then a fairytale ending. Um, it, Let me just... Champa just defeated AJ Styles on Monday Night Raw. That's huge. Perhaps you know? we'll see AJ versus Miz next week. Yeah, if, if that's not a sign of what's to come in this new era of WWE... I mean, Champa picked up these. Champa picked up two victories on Monday Night Raw, picking up victories over Ziggler, Gable, AJ Styles. Do you think um, we could see Champa become the next U.S. champion? Yeah, I'm. I'm not going to rule it out. Does that match happen next week? Yes, I think they said. Oh yeah, that it, was it, happen yeah, next because week. they're in a um, Miz's hometown. I think. Yeah. Think about I that think, one. I think Champa could come out of this as champion. Champa. Champ. I think they're in Cleveland. Hello, Cleveland. Main event, we saw the Usos pick up the victory over the Mysterios to retain the WWE Tag Team Championships. And um, no, Dominic did not turn on Rey Mysterio yet. No, but right off the bat, <laughs> Rey Mysterio, I thought, was like killing it. Like, as soon as the bell rang, it was like watching 1995 Rey Mysterio. It was crazy. Yeah, I gotta say, like, Rey Mysterio, this entire 
uh, run that he is having, it's like, I don't know. When you think about, I mean, Rey Mysterio is having just as good of a run right now as Chris Jericho. <laughs> well, I mean, he's not, he's not a champion. He wasn't a champion recently. He's not, but in the, like, I don't know. He was a tag team champion. I mean it, like, I mean it that, like, they've both, both of them have started back in that, like, pre-ECW era, you know? Uh, and there's, they're still, right now, maintaining their names as two of the top uh, pro wrestlers in pro wrestling. Yeah. Uh, hanging, hanging with the current day pro wrestlers without uh, gasping for air like Ric Flair. 75-year-old in his last match ever. Um, you know, I feel like Rey Mysterio and Chris Jericho are really impressive for what's taking place right now, you know? I liked Rey countering the 1D with the Hurricane Rana. Yeah, that was cool. And then they went on, they hit that dual 619. Dominic hit the frog splash and Jey Uso broke up the pin. And eventually made the tag behind Dominic's back, and they tried to hit the 1D to win. And, uh, I mean, they, they did hit the 1D to pick up the victory. Yeah. And I, I, that that ending with the, the blind tag and everything. It was perfect. Very, 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 very good ending. I agree. I still think that the Usos are, are the best tag team in pro wrestling right now. And um, the Usos. Do you agree? The, uh, well... I would definitely put them up there. Do you agree that they're number one in pro wrestling right now? It's difficult to say that. Who would you say? The Revival? Uh, it's difficult to say that, too, since, like, I mean, they're having great, really great matches, but consistently on TV is the Usos, 100%. So I feel like maybe the I feel Usos. Like, we we yeah, barely I, see FTR. That's true. I, I feel like the Usos are number one. Revival FTR could be number on two. The, the TV show this week. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like Usos are number one tag team. Like when you really think about it, the Usos, if they went to AEW, if they went to Impact Wrestling or New Japan or Ring of Honor, they would be the top tag team in that promotion. I feel like the Usos are really taking tag team uh, or carrying that this tag team division and taking it all to a next level. I think the Usos are great. Yeah. But the Judgment Day ends up jumping the Mysterios. Prior to this, the Mysterios said they were done with the Judgment Day. But the Judgment Day was not done with the Mysterios. And Edge came out, made the save. We saw Rhea Ripley choking Dominic here. Yeah, triangle choke in the uh, turnbuckle. And then she shoved him into the way of Edge's spear when he went to spear Balor. So Dominic ate that spear from Edge. Yeah. But, I, I, I like the end. Yeah, really good. You know, I really like the end of this. But let's move on to some W-W-E-N-X-T. Go on. Kicking off with Katie. I thought for sure you were going to grab that She went and introduced it. Yeah, I I know. Uh, Caden Carter and Katana Chance picked up the victory over Toxic Attraction, Valentina Faraz, Ulyssa Leon, and Diamond Mind. In a tag team elimination match to become the new tag team champions, Caden Carter and Katana Chance, hell to the yes. Yeah. And I thought this was a really good match. Faraz and and Leon were eliminated first, but they had a really entertaining showcase of of tag team moves. We've said that in the past. 
JC, I guess, kind of stole an elimination from Caden Carter, but I really don't think that matters because it's an elimination match. Mm-hmm. And we saw Katana Chance and Carter kind of be heelish over the past few weeks. Yeah. But the crowd in this match, they were so behind them, and I am beyond pleased with them becoming the new tag team champions. So, I agree with you. This is something that we spoke about last time. I think that they leg- I'm a fan of just as I'm sure you are a fan of whenever a legit tag team is the yeah, champ tag team champions. Yeah. You know, so I mean, Grizzle Young bets. Uh so Carter and Chance, hell yeah, we're going to run with this. After that, we saw Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams come out where Carmelo Hayes issued an open challenge for the North American Championship for the next person who gets in the ring with him. And Giovanni Vinci steps up, but during his entrance, where he has those those pictures get taken, Nathan Fraser runs down and he's in the frame. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. And Fraser got to the ring before Vinci. I thought that was a fantastic setup. Carmelo Hayes obviously goes on to pick up the victory and retain the championship over Fraser. But Vinci, to me, I guess, I don't know, should he have gotten pissed off and, like, beaten them up or something for him to just go sit on commentary instead? I don't think so. Maybe he should have. Maybe he's cool, calm, and collected, I guess. Could be, could be. But Fraser sent Hayes into Vinci's water at one point, which spilled all over Vinci, and Williams distracted the referee while Vinci pushed Fraser off the top rope, and it left it open for Carmelo Hayes to hit his finisher and pick up the win. I was a fan of this match. I agree with you. I think that this was a solid match, and Fraser, um, welcome back, you know? Yeah, especially last week he was supposed to be being the flag bearer or whatever. He was just in the crowd. Yeah. After that, we saw this, the heat weight summit between Brom breaker and JD McDonough where JD is playing head games with him. He made Brom sign first and then he proceeded to cut himself and sign the contract in blood to signify, I guess that their match will end in blood. So I don't know if they're going to add like some sort of stipulation to that, but could you imagine doing that? (laughs) cutting your finger to sign in blood that would be interesting yeah but a little bit over over uh enthusiastic after that mandy <laughs> rose picked up the victory over saray which began during a commercial break which sucks um not much really stands out from this but mandy afterwards grabbed a chair and zoe stark made the save just to to boost that feud Mm, yeah. But next up, you had Axiom. Good old Axiom. Yeah, he was interviewed, and Duke Hudson basically cut him off almost instantly. And he made fun of Axiom's height, and Axiom's like, I'm not afraid of you. Duke Hudson slaps him, and then they brawl to the ring. And Duke was pretty much decimating him this whole segment. And Axiom gets up, he challenges him to get into the ring, get a referee, and then Axiom picks up the victory, where Duke, like that previous segment, controlled most of it. And the fans were cheering for Duke. What the hell? You know, messed up. And then Axiom got that quick win, so 
maybe Axiom, I don't know. I don't know how you go about doing this because if the fans are cheering Duke Hudson in this scenario, yeah. something's wrong. <laughs> Not really what the kind of reaction that you really want. After that, Wesley was interviewed about Trick Williams and spoke about how Trick likes to emulate Muhammad Ali, the greatest of all time, but he's nothing like Muhammad Ali. And he laid out the challenge and they, I believe, accepted it later on. It's going to be Heritage Cup rules. They're not calling it that, but I'm beyond pumped for that because how many weeks have I been saying that I really like the the Heritage Cup rules that they use over in the NXT UK or the NXT UK. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that match. It's like the, the six rounds, two minute intervals, I think. Mm-hmm. So I'm pumped for that. Earlier in the night, we saw Diamond Mine backstage where Apollo Crews, he puts over the Creeds before their match and basically told them to watch their backs because not everything is what it seems. I'm pretty sure that's a direct quote from Wizards of Waverly Place now that I think about it. That's the Selena Gomez show? <laughs> I think, yeah, the theme song to it, I think. Huh. But Damon Kemp showed up, said Roddy was running late, and uh, he'll be there for the match. Fast forward to the match. The Creeds pick up the victory over Tony D'Angelo and Stax to retain the championships. However, Roderick Strong did not show up. There was a, a tweet that went by on the scroll bar saying he can't make it or whatever, and uh, Apollo Crews better stay out of their business. But I thought it was a decent match. Electra Lopez gave Tony a crowbar to use, and he's happy about that. He goes to use it. All of a sudden, Santos Escobar shows up and pulls it away. Knocks him in the face with brass knuckles. And Legato reforms. Tony's pissed off and yells backstage about this later on. And he wants one more meet between the families. One-on-one, Tony versus Santos. So I think we could see Santos Escobar pick up a victory here. I think that that's very likely. After that, we saw Roxanne Perez had a uh, video package and she spoke about Cora Jade and how she hopes to never be associated with her ever again after what she did to the tag team championships. Especially since, like, they dreamed of becoming champions in WWE and she just threw it in the trash. So she wants a match at Heat Wave. Cora Jade ends up saying no because she's just trying to use her name. And then we saw later on Mandy Rose showed up to ask Cora Jade to take Zoe Stark out for her. And if she takes Zoe Stark out, she'll give her a title shot. She said no at first, but then she accepted it. So I think that's a match next week. Seems like it. After that, Joe Gacy picked up the victory over Brooks Jensen. Um, The dyad creepily stared at Henley during this. And Briggs backed them up and pretty deadly ran down and took them out. And Jensen was still able to get them out of the ring. And it was just enough distraction to cause him the match. Cost him the match. Yeah. And then Joe Gacy tried to appeal to Cameron Grimes again afterwards. Yeah. Next up, you had Alba Fire pick up the victory over Lash Legend. 
another match that started during a commercial break. And I think yeah. I could have done without this match. Yeah. Lash Legend tried to use the baseball bat again, but Fire ducked it and uh, hit the gory bomb. And then the Swanton picked up the victory. Very, very short match. Yeah. Next up in the main event, you had Solo Sokoa pick up the victory over Von Wagner in a false count anywhere matchup. I like how when they uh, went outside, Solo pushed Carmelo Hayes, who was there, just like into his car. He like palmed him into the car. Yeah. I thought that was funny, but... Von Wagner dumped Solo Sokoa into a dumpster, and Robert Stone tried to be like, he's the winner, he won. But Solo pops out, continues the fight on, and uh, they ran into Cameron Grimes at one point also here. It's like a, a nice, it's nice to see when you're like fighting backstage, there's like actual people. Yeah, it's always nice to see stuff like that. But uh, Solo Sokoa went on to hit a splash, and or try to, and Robert Stone held on to him. Eventually, he's able to get Von Wagner on that commentary table. Hits a splash through it, picks up the victory, but it uh, it seemed like it really had to have hurt Solo Sokoa there. I look like it. But Sokoa picked up the victory. That's how NXT ends this week. Moving over to NXT UK, we saw Ilya Dragunov come out and came out on crutches with a boot on. He unfortunately was injured in his match with Wolfgang last week, which I guess took place months ago. And uh, he had to relinquish the championship, which is very, very unfortunate because I was hoping that he'd defend the title at Clash of the Castle. But Sid Scala and Johnny Sane end up announcing an eight-man tournament where we're going to be seeing Trent Seven versus Wolfgang. Charlie Dempsey versus Oliver Carter, Mark Andrews versus Joe Coffey, and Tyler Bate versus Kenny Williams. Um, so I don't know who the current champion will be or who the next champion will be. But we saw Oliver Carter pick up the victory over Rohan Raja, where D Familia got involved behind the referee's back. And it basically led to the the he was able to pick up the victory, but they jumped him afterwards. And we also saw Shaw Samuels pick up the victory over Bodie Hayward, which Bodie Hayward is really, really like good in the ring, like physically, where he kind of reminds me of Billy Gunn. So it was cool to see Chase U on NXT UK. Good old, good old Billy Gunn. But Shaw Samuels has been down on his luck ever since Noam Dar lost the Heritage Cup, so he needed this victory for himself, but I was surprised to see that he actually won and that Samuels didn't, like, cheat to win or anything. It was just, like, a a straight-up finish. And then we were supposed to see Mako Satamora versus Saray, but I don't know if they mentioned her getting injured or whatever on NXT or what, but... That match gets scrapped. Blair Davenport came out. She wants the title. Amel came out. Eliza Alexander and then Isla Dawn showed up, which leads to a match between the two of them. Isla Dawn versus Blair Davenport goes to a no contest because Eliza Alexander got involved, Amel got involved, and it led to the four of them just brawling. And that's how NXT UK ended. So I don't know who will be the next person to face... Mako Satamora. I really hope she ends up having a match at Clash of the Castle too. That would be nice. 
But that is NXT UK. Moving over to SmackDown. The first 10 minutes of SmackDown was the bloodline arriving for like a minute and then maybe like seven minutes or so of Pat McAfee replaying the punt kick to Happy Corbin from SummerSlam. So I thought that was kind of funny. But they cut to backstage and everyone's laughing at Corbin while they're watching that replay. And it sets up a match between him and Ricochet. Where Ricochet actually goes on to pick up the victory over Happy Corbin. I thought it was a decent match. It's good to see Ricochet back on television. The last time we saw him was back in June, I believe, on TV. So it was nice. I liked when Corbin caught Ricochet from a springboard. He did it with one arm. I thought that was nice. And then he stared at McAfee at one point, and Ricochet was able to crotch him off the top rope. And he hits the recoil, and then finally shooting star press to pick up the victory. So... Uh, It was, again, nice to see Ricochet on TV. Nice to see Ricochet pick up a victory. After that, Sami Zayn attempted to speak with Roman Reigns backstage. And the Usos showed up, and they were like buddy-buddy with him. But he wanted to do a pop-in. They wouldn't let him. Paul Heyman wasn't answering any Sami's text messages. And the Usos later on were like, okay, you could do this for us. And they send him to the production truck to make sure everything's good for, for later on. Uh, After that, we saw Nakamura pick up the victory over Ludwig to become the number one contender. He will be facing Gunter next week. I think we got to see a lot more from Ludwig this week, which was, uh, I thought, good. Really nice European uppercut that, that cut off the Kinshasa. But Nakamura finally did land a Kinshasa to pick up the victory, so... I'm looking forward to this match. I think it would be an absolutely insane NXT TakeOver main event if, obviously, the cards were, like, lined up back in time and everything. We saw Liv Morgan interviewed, and she wanted to address everything about the tapping out at SummerSlam, and she said she only tapped out because she thought the referee counted to three. And people started chanting, you tapped out, and they were booing her. They were chanting for Ronda Rousey. I was beyond shocked by that. Rhea Ripley tweeted out that the crowd is fickle. Kind of agree there. Sonya Deville interrupted, though, and said Liv Morgan shouldn't be champion. And she also said Adam Pearce sucks at his job and said she'll win the gauntlet. She picked up the victory over Aaliyah. New finisher, nice new finisher. But Raquel Rodriguez came out, picked up a victory over Sonya Deville, uh, Shotzi Blackheart, and I was hoping Shotzi would pick up the victory there. So that was kind of disappointing. But Raquel picks up the victory after that over Zia Lee. Natalia, also nice power bomb she used on Natty. It was like uh, over the shoulder almost. Like a modified version of her, her Tijana bomb. But then Shayna Baszler entered the gauntlet and picked up a victory over Raquel to become the number one contender She's going to clash at the castle to face Liv Morgan. I think the Kira Fuda clutch could have ended the match instead of the roll-up that actually did end the match. But Shayna Baszler is literally one of the most dominant champions in NXT history. So her getting this title match is huge. Especially at an event that's already got 60,000 plus tickets sold or something like that. So, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Earlier in the night, we saw Kofi Kingston 
be interviewed where he updated everybody on Xavier Woods uh, after their attack, uh, after the attack by the Viking Raiders. Viking Raiders had a match absolutely decimated Jim Mulkey and Tommy Gibson. (laughs) And after the match, Kofi Kingston ran down with a kendo stick, broke it over Ivar, beat the heck out of them with it. And uh, Kofi got a huge pop there. And then goes on to defeat Eric in a match. I'm definitely glad that we're getting a lot more of the Viking Raiders in recent weeks. Ivar tried to use a kendo stick during this. Kofi got out of the way. And then he ended the match with a quick roll-up to get one over, steal a victory perhaps on Eric. Although Pat McAfee said that Kofi earned it. In in my mind, it was a stolen victory. It was a quick roll-up, I think, based on my, my memory there. But uh, I think it was needed for Kofi Kingston there. After that, Michael Cole broke some news. The, the Women's Tag Team Championships are back and... A tournament will start on Monday Night Raw to see who the champions will be. I uh, said it earlier before, I think. uh, There's big rumors with Naomi and Sasha Banks circulating. So maybe they come back and win the titles again. Or maybe since Toxic Attraction is no longer champions in NXT, tag team champion-wise at least, maybe we see them enter the tournament and win the titles. Uh, earlier on, we saw Sami Zayn one more time try to, I guess, talk to Roman Reigns, and then he questioned whether or not if he's part of their group or not, and the Usos were like, we leveled up at SummerSlam, all three of us did. You need to start pulling your weight around here. So, they end up leaving him or whatever. The Bloodline, closing SmackDown, Roman Reigns talks about SummerSlam, said he hates Brock Lesnar. But he respects Brock Lesnar. And then McIntyre came out and he said he can't wait until Clash of the Castle. And then Karrion Cross and Scarlet Bordeaux show up and Cross beats up McIntyre. And I laughed because I was literally texting Dave about the women's championships being back, lied about Karrion Cross being back. <laughs> sent it and then his music literally hit and that that popped me big time that that took place so that was that was a really cool ending to smackdown very unexpected um i'm looking forward to whatever has come of this coming of this but that was smackdown gonna take a quick little break right now and i'll be back with chris right here on marking out this is Drew Gulak, and you're listening to Marking Out. And back on Marking Out, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans, episode 600, and the podfather of Marking Out, Chris here, to uh, talk about some professional wrestling with Brandon. Brandon, hey. Uh, I, hey. <laughs> it took you a second there, huh? I, I forgot how to answer it. <laughs> I know. But... Um, this week's Hey EW with Chris Statlander. Outstanding. Last week. That was last week. That was last week. This week was William Regal, which was even better. Yeah, he, uh, was it, he said something about, uh, the place where Regal's from is the, the Catskills of England. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's like, I've been to the Catskills in New York several times. 100% grew up going there. I went there once. So, all right, cool. So, solid week for you? Yeah, yeah. Nice. All right, cool. Cool. How All about right. yourself? Um, I played a lot of music this week. 
So I had band practice with two, both of my normal bands. Um, and then my neighbor across the street decided to uh, invite me over to jam with him and his uh, friends, who apparently they've been playing together since the 70s. And they're all like real musicians. Like, I'm a musician, but I'm, I'm a garbage musician. Like, they're throwing out, hey, you got to play this in F. I'm like, I don't know what F is. <laughs> Tell me your friend. But, like, they're playing a lot of Deep Purple and a lot of Rainbow. So I had to learn a couple of songs, and I didn't learn them well. But Any of them famous or no? No, but, like, apparently, like, my neighbor across the street was in a bunch of, like, hair metal bands back in the 80s. He's got, like, vinyls on his wall of his releases. Oh, wow. And he's got a picture of him in, like, this pleather jumpsuit-type thing. It was amazing. It really was incredible. Um. So, yeah, a lot of music. Um, I'm just kind of hanging out. It's August now, so uh, getting ready for uh, football season. So I got a lot of prep I've been doing. Um, I, I saw football uh, took over my DVR last night when the Tonight Show was supposed to be on. Oh, yeah, and that game was, like, very postponed, right? I was like, this can't be accurate, is it? It's only, <laughs> it's only August. <laughs> what, what, what is this? But no, last sure night was. Not, I know last night was, a, last night was the Hall of Fame game. Oh, so I know there were some AEW people that were in the house because of uh, Jacksonville. The Jacksonville Jaguars were in the game. Was um, Tony there or no? I believe so. I know Pat Buck was there. By the way, congratulations to Pat Buck. Uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff going on in AEW. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we, could, we should talk about it now. Um, you know, uh, Sanjay Dutt, QT Marshall, Pat Buck, and Tony Schiavone are all have new positions. Sanjay Dutt is now the vice president of production and creative coordination. QT Marshall is the Vice President of Show and Creative Coordination. Pat Buck is the Vice President of Talent Development, which is perfect for him because half the AEW roster are Creative Pro students. Uh, Tony Giovanni is now the Senior Producer and Special Advisor to Talent. And Madison Rain has joined the AEW ranks as a coach for the women's division. So, uh, very cool for that to expand uh, the roles and stuff like that and kind of fine-tune the AEW product. So... Um, let's talk about AEW then. With that being said, let's talk about Rampage from last week. You start off with trios action. We have trios championships coming up. They're going to be crowned at all out. But to start off, uh, you could say trios action. Chuck Taylor, freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy and Trent Beretta pick up the victory over Jay Lethal, Sutton Singh, and Sanjay Dutt. I think they said this is his like first match since like 2018. Uh, Sanjay? Yes. Yeah, it was something. Something like that, but... Fun trios match. I like the fact that Orange Cassidy broke uh, Sanjay Dutt's pencil in the middle of the match, which got some, which got a pop. I don't know how. How do you wrestle with a pencil? I feel like that's dangerous. It's very dangerous, but it's on your ear. It's not like a, I mean, yeah, but still, it comes off. Whatever goes through your hand or yeah. something. I don't know. But uh, post match after this, you saw Satna Singh, Jay Lethal, and uh, Sanjay Dutt get the upper hands, beating down Orange Cassidy until Wardlow comes out. And uh, they all powder off, so. Yeah, I just asked last week where he was, so now. <laughs> and yeah, and I think now I said we... last week, oh, yeah, he was on TV. Oh, no, he, he cut a promo saying he was going to kick the ass out of everybody. Yeah. I don't like Satinam Singh losing this, though. He he lost the match? I thought, well, no, I thought, I, no, Sanjay lost the match. No, but, but he was like. I No, but I think it was done smart where they had Chuck on the outside grabbing his leg, so he had to, like, kind of distract him off. I don't know. For me, he, like, he's. They bill him as a monster and then don't book him as one. I mean, they've shown highlights of him. I, I feel like he didn't lose the match. Sanjay Dutt lost the eh, match. He was tagging in and out like he wasn't part of it. So, Okay. Uh, next up, squash match. All-Eagle Ethan Page defeats Leon Ruffin uh, right before he hits the ego's edge. He says he hates this place. 
So uh, this was this went back to AEW Dark Elevation, where Leon Ruffin picked up a, a victory over Ethan Page. Ruffin, it makes so much more sense now. I don't know how long has his name has been that. Um, I think since coming to AEW. I could swear it's always been Leon Ruff in AEW, but it, no, it was Leon Ruff. It was Leon Ruff in NXT. Yeah, but I thought when when he came to AEW, it was Leon Ruff also. Uh, maybe I don't know. I, Leon Ruff is fine to me. Uh, well, Ethan I, Ethan Page just not having it at all here. I know, and we'll talk about the uh, seething promo that he cut on Dynamite in a couple minutes. Lee Moriarty picks up a victory over Matt Seidel by, uh, you could say, had his hand on the rope. Matt now, more... now we see the more aggressive side, a different side, I should say. Yes, of what? Lee Moriarty. Yeah, absolutely. And Stokely made his way out to cheer, and then we saw him earlier also watching Ethan Page. Um, kind of like the weirdest involvement from an outside manager ever here. But we had Seidel, like literally, like swatting him down. <laughs> <laughs> from the apron which i thought was just so funny and then lee faked an injury and that was that yeah after the match uh stokely enters the ring hands lee moriarty business card and lee moriarty accepts it so it looks like uh stokely hathaway's gained another client in aew and that in lee moriarty i would like to know if jade Cargill's going to get pissed off at stokely the way she got pissed off at mark for branching True. out True, he should, but you know, well, well, only time will tell, as I like to say. Uh, after this, he had an in-ring promo, Claudio Castagnoli, talking how uh, you know he's the Ring of Honor champion. And then he brings out uh, Wheeler Yuta, and essentially this was just to set up the match on Dynamite. Chris Jericho versus Wheeler Yuta. Whoever wins gets to face John Moxley, Quake on the Lake for the AEW Championship. So you know, I I feel like Yuta was very confident here. He's like, "Yep, I can beat you." And, yeah, uh, you know. it felt uh, very, like, without the actual outcome of it, it felt like the duck season, rabbit season sort of thing. Um, I don't know. the Looney Tunes? Oh, okay, it's been a while. Where it's like, you can, I can beat you. No, you can't. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I can see that. Uh, you have the Acclaim debuting their new music video for the song Trash Day, which essentially was just a hype up. Uh, they'll be challenging the Gun Club to a dumpster match at uh, Rampage this week. I always love these acclaimed music videos. They're fun. I want to know how you rent a dump truck like that. They're probably there's probably a company. Or were they but, just like I assume was that not done on Long Island or? I'm not too sure. I was trying to look at like the signs of the the businesses behind it. I was like, do I know this area? Do I know this area? <laughs> or maybe they did it that later earlier that day. Hey, listen, we got a rampage today, but we're gonna have you, uh, you know. We're going to cut this music video with a couple of extras. Oh, in the I, I can't. That's not like a day of sort of thing. What? Before you go. A music the, video like that? I know, but how many clips of the, how many clips were there? It's not like it's a full-blown yeah. production music video. Hey, we're going to film something outside. We're going to do this shot, this shot, boom, boom, boom. We're going to put them all together. So. Um, and then your main event, the newest member of the Jericho Appreciation Society, Anna Jay, picking up the victory over Ruby Soho by choking out with the Queen Slayer. Good promo from Anna Jay beforehand. She was very bitchy. I liked her and saying that she learned a dark side from Brody Lee. Now she's continuing to learn it from Chris Jericho. I know. So it's really making her. A, you know, she's one of those AEW, you could say originals or AEW. Um, what's the right word I'm looking here? Homegrown talents. Right. So it's good to see her kind of, you know, she was just a baby face 
in the Dark Order. Hey, look, I'm here. I'm going to put the hand signal. Now she's like kind of getting into her character and stuff like that, which I really appreciate and I find it fun. And she used Ruby Soho's cast to yeah. joke around. Heal, heal stuff. So solid episode of Rampage. Let's get on to Dynamite live from the, sh- the Schottenstein Center in Columbus, Ohio. What a name. I know, right? Excalibur opening it with a uh, tribute to Vince Scully. That's what that was. He yeah. didn't say it's 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 Wednesday night, and you know what that means. I was like, what is going yeah, on? Yeah, I but... questioned it, and somebody, somebody was like, oh, it's a Vince Scully tribute. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Because yeah, he, he got... opened it, hi, everybody, and a very pleasant good evening, and uh, a very good pleasant evening to you wherever you may be, and that's what Vince Scully would say. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm not a Dodgers fan, unfortunately, so, but... Rest in peace to one of the all-time best broadcasters out there, Vince Scully. Then you open up the show hot and surprising as Jay Lethal picks up a clean victory over Orange Cassidy. This mm. man, why do you say, why do you say, hmm? Well, Satinam Singh came out and that distracted Orange but Cassidy. Did he, yeah, but then the trench coat man came out too. Yes, like the <laughs> Maybe one of the best, what, no, uh, PWG. I would say Little Rascals came before PWG, so. But still, like, if you're a wrestling fan, you wouldn't know Little Rascals. You'd know. What? Uh, what? Come on. No, I don't That's think. That's a pretty I'm... famous scene from the Little Rascals. Yeah, it was also a very famous scene from PWG, too. What was the PWG scene? Uh, they did the same thing. They did the trench coat monster, and they did a choke slam off the uh, top rope the, from somebody off the top rope. So, I thought it was great. The first thing in my mind is this better be a two-pack coming up the ringside collectibles. It's a pretty tall box. Well, they did it for Jungle Boy and uh, Luchasaurus. Is he on the, the shoulders? Of... Yes. Okay. Yeah. So Well, Jay Lethal worked Orange Cassidy's leg through this whole match. I like that dragon screw from the, the middle rope. Yes, and, and that was a very big psychological point in this match and a good storytelling point that he really worked the knee a lot. And it was uh, surprising that... that... Uh, Jay Lethal won this. I well, he, he's having a week and a half. You know, he's in the main event of Ric Flair's match, uh, last match. Unfortunately, uh, picking up the loss to uh, to Ric Flair. And I was hoping, like, so with Ric Flair's last match, it was like a very big thing for Andrade to be part of that. Yeah. And I was hoping, like that that night, I'm like, he's not announced for Dynamite. He's not announced for Rampage. I'm hoping like a big thing. I don't know how you don't have him. Fresh on TV? Yeah, I mean, well, they did a good job of, like, kind of highlighting a couple... They highlighted Jay Lethal. Um, you know, they the, highlighted the, Bully Ray? But they highlighted... Well, it was more of a Mance, Mance oh, Warner yeah, thing. yeah, of course not. Because Mance Ray. Warner, you know, at Ric Flair's last match, wins his bunkhouse brawl. They then now say that he earned a right to, to challenge John Moxley for the AEW Championship in an Eliminator match, which I'm stoked about. That happens this week on Rampage. Um, if you haven't seen Mance Warner in MLW or GCW or any of those, go check him out. He's awesome. Very old school Southern vibe to him. Um, but back to Arch Cassidy, Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal picks up a surprising victory here. Um, and after the match, uh, Sanjay Dutt makes the challenge to Wardlow, saying, uh, Battle of the Belts 3, put your title online against Jay Lethal, and he accepts. So his first, uh, what, got a stacked card uh, this Saturday. Wow, this Saturday. We got to talk about it because it's the 6th. Um, Jay Lethal versus Wardlow for the TNT Championship, which Wardlow's going to win. Unless MJF yeah, comes out. Yeah, there's no <laughs> way. So, yep. Next up, you have the return of the Undisputed Elite 
talking about how Adam Cole, he said he's not clear. Kyle O'Reilly is not medically cleared. And because of that, Matt and Nick, Nick Jackson, they can't be in the trios tournament with anybody else uh, <laughs> because they're not going to be physical, physically able to compete. And then the undis- undisputed part of the undisputed elite beats down the Young Bucks. There's kids crying. Dude, that was hilarious. I was like the complete opposite. <laughs> oh, so was I. I was like, yeah. How good did it feel to, to have that attack happen? I know, but now here's the thing. And then it sucked because Hangman ran out and essentially joined the Young Bucks. Yeah, so I guess the the Hung Bucks are back. Because yeah, I... which I like. I couldn't care less about him and the Bucks, but I'm just glad Undisputed Elite, I guess, broke away from the Bucks. Yeah, same here. I'm I'm stoked about it. Um, the kid crying, just you know, that kid's now gonna live in infamy for the rest of like him, <laughs> the Miz girl, uh, the guy when Undertaker lost uh, at WrestleMania. Um, who else? The uh, crying CM Punk fan, perhaps. The crying CM Punk fan. There we go. So, I just, uh, it sucks that Hangman, like, has fallen so far. Yeah, I understand that. But maybe, now it's like, there's been these talks of Kenny Omega coming back, and they're not bringing back the trio's title until Kenny Omega comes back. Now, unfortunately, I think the Young Bucks might win the uh, trio's tournament with Hangman Page. Or then maybe turn on him and, oh, yeah, guess what? We don't like you. Kenny Omega's back. But it looks like they're going... Maybe Kenny Omega is going to be saved for a Moxley match because CM Punk is not going to make it. Yeah, because, like, who else on that AEW roster? I mean, we could go look at the the shoddy rankings if you want to. No. Okay, good, thanks. Earlier Um, in the night, though, we saw... Hangman Page is now number one contender. Is that a joke? No, I'm serious. I'm looking at it right now. Hangman Page, Jay Lethal, Powerhouse Hobbs, Chris Jericho, and Daniel Garcia. What has Hangman done? Um, come out and hit a bunch of buckshot lariats. Like, I don't get it. Yeah. But earlier the night we saw Christian show up and uh, and he, he Tony Schiavone tried to interview him, but Jungle Boy pulls up in a car, almost hits Christian and Tony. Should be arrested for that. I don't know how that's not a, a thing. But Maybe next week it'll happen. Security held him back. I don't know. Maybe. Hopefully. The way they I treated watch... it later on, I don't think it will. But Yeah. So, All right. Well, after this, um, you have what outstanding women's action. It's Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. Jamie Hayter getting the pinfall. Nice Pick matching me... gear for them. I know. Like People are like, oh, it's, it's the Cody Rhodes gear from his Supreme. That's I'm what like... I tweeted. Well, not, not specifically the figure, but. Um, I th- uh, people are saying Captain Wonder Woman. So, <laughs> Looked uh, like they, Cody well, they, Rhodes. They pick up a victory over Thunder. I don't get this. They've been hyping up Thunderstorm for the past couple weeks, and then yeah, I don't know. Uh, an outstanding women's tag team match. Jamie Hayter getting the pinfall here, which I think is huge, and I think it's good for whatever is going on between the the Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa feud. I think they announced for Battle of the Belts 3 it's Jamie Hayter versus Thunder Rosa. Yeah. That's awesome. Great. And, and what did you say? Who's on the, who's on the ranking for that? Uh, let's see. Let's go look at the rankings for the women's division. Number one is Tony Storm. Uh, this is before Dynamite, though. So this is on the third. Chris Datlander's two. Britt Baker's third. Jamie Hayter's four. And Athena is five. We haven't seen Athena in a while now. Um, last week in a tag match. Right? Uh, but she's kind of feuding for the TBS championship. We didn't see Jay Cardkill this week either. So, again, three hours of television. Uh, three hours of television. Let's continue on. You have uh, a match that... Um, squash match. 
essentially. Powerhouse Hobbs picks up the victory over Ren Jones. Ricky Starks runs down, and they brawl brawl afterwards. Uh, Commentary-wise, Taz saying, because of what happened last week, Team Saz has been dissolved. He wishes all these guys the best of luck. And uh, the biggest thing is Powerhouse Hobbs now gets the Cody entrance. Yeah. Great. Good for him. Prior to that, we saw Sammy and Ty Conti. I don't want to talk about Sammy and Ty Conti. I don't care. They're getting me. They're getting married. whoop de doo Eddie was... Kingston. <clears throat> Eddie Kingston wants a match. Well, let's talk about this when... Like, down the road, because this is apparently setting up a match for All Out. Samuel hits a big high spot. Everyone will mark out over it. I don't care about Sammy <laughs> Guevara and Ty Conti. Overrated. Let's continue on. In a match that you could play No Mercy, as a guy said... As a guy signed said ringside, you had Christian Cage versus Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy takes a sick bump to the outside. Like, through a table. Christian Cage hits the kill switch for the win. Yeah, so. afterwards hits, uh, goes for the concerto. But Luchasaurus made his way out, and then Jungle Boy came from uh, behind, chased him off. Yeah, and, and a, a great a great shirt by uh, Jungle Boy there. Let's see, let's see if it's on AEWshop.com. I don't or, think it will be. You never know. Let's see, AEWshop.com. So I can't be no. That's because I brought shop a, AEW. I think. A, yeah. Okay. Just got pro wrestling teeth. <laughs> AEW.com. Okay. Here we go. There's a summer sale. Oh yeah. If they haven't announced, if they haven't spoken about it on the podcast yet, um, twenty percent off summer sale. No, I don't see it. Let's see. Let's see. Roster. Roster active. There's an alumni section already. Wow. I wonder who's in the that's alumni. Cody section. and Brandy. What do you mean? <laughs> that's it. Um, let's see. Jungle Boy. I'm at the C's. Joey Jell is still on the active roster. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Jungle Boy. Nope. Just a keychain. Keychain. New tag team champion shirt. Let's go. Let's go look at the alumni section here. I think it's literally just Cody. And... It's literally just Cody Rhodes. Yeah. And. Oh, and it's like no Cody specific shirts. It's a double or nothing shirt, a revolution shirt, a full gear shirt. And then his unmatched uh, LJ on uh, figure, peg warmer. I I mean it's showing up in in uh, I don't think it, I wouldn't call it a peg warmer, but you know, that especially the early AEW figures, you know, didn't oh you didn't unmatched see, not the LJN one or you did the LJ the LJN one yeah yeah that's I'm pretty sure a peg warmer no because now the the Walmart exclusive ones with the red pants are like showing up places. There's a a second one. Yeah, there's a variant on it. There's the blue one, and then there's the red one, which, like, a couple months ago started coming out. Places. How about the uh, the Darby Allen thing? What Darby Allen thing? Where he got a tattoo? Do you think is that a real tattoo? Um, I wouldn't put past Darby. Well, we'll see you on uh, Wednesday, because there's going to be a casket match between Brody King, who uh, went viral <laughs> this week as well. Did you see all those pictures? Yeah, of him so, stage diving or whatever. Yeah, so if you, if you didn't play his band, God's Hate, played Sound and Fury Festival this weekend, and he did the best stage dive ever right into a crowd he's a big dude um and the memes from it were just outstanding and also too there's pro shot footage of it like three cameras and it was it's awesome i watched it a couple times this week uh ethan page though we said on dynam on rampage he hates this place and he was in the ring saying uh you know i just he deserves better he says when you go to get shirts on sale you did what's the first line for orange cassidy and cm punk uh, but you don't have my back, and he is interrupted by Stokely Hathaway, who hands him a business card. He smiles, and now it seems like Ethan Page is going to align himself with Stokely Hathaway. People, so get... he was cheered during this segment. <laughs> yeah, of course they would. 
I think Ethan Page is an outstanding talent. Um, so I'm hoping, like, you know, and he's been, like, second fiddle to Scorpio Sai for the past couple of months. One thing I saw that I th- people were kind of stoked about, pun intended, was they're like, I guess uh, Dan Lambert's out now, and he, if he's going to align himself with Stokely Hathaway. And Scorpio Sky's injured, right? Pro- like, like, like the entire AEW roster is. Yeah. So, you know, like, you, you texted me the other day, he's like, well, Dante Martin's injured now. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, so... Uh, next up, the dumpster match where you saw the Acclaim pick up the victory over the Gun Club. Got to give props to the Acclaimed here with the New Age Outlaws inspired gear. Big time pop for that. Yeah, big time pop there. And this is a fun car crash match. Yeah, I, yeah. I enjoyed this. I liked, uh, <laughs> I forget which gun kid it was when he was doing the road dog um, punches. Okay. And then went to like, just like all out dancing. I thought that was really funny. But, you know, every, everybody got their time. Max Caster with the big elbow drop off the uh, entrance way. And then they uh, still paid homage to the New Age Outlaws by uh, <laughs> knocking the uh, dumpster off the uh, stage. I wonder how they do stuff like that. I was thinking – so I was thinking about this too. Apparently, like, the gun club was inside that dumpster. Well, they're 100%. You saw them afterwards. I, oh, you I saw the feet. Pay- it was like the Wizard of Oz. Oh, I didn't see their feet, so I wasn't paying attention. They had attention. a bunch of popping – I was attention to that uh, again. They had, like, packing peanuts, so I don't know – they got peanut jobbed in there in that thing, yeah. but I feel like they have to have like they probably put like a neck brace or something on them. There's probably something in there that helped them like lessen the blow of a dumpster being flipped on them. Right. Well, I, I mean, thinking... I mean, go ahead. We saw with Matt when he got thrown off the stage. That was pretty brutal. That was in a wheelchair. Yeah, but that was like, I feel like there was less protection for that than there would have been for a hundred ten percent. So uh-huh. I would like to know. I, I wonder what's inside there. Yeah, we, I, 100% we know they were packing peanuts. Yes, there was a lot of packing peanuts. Um, those are soft. Yeah, but they're not. You, you can't cushion your body from taking a blow like that. Um, brace for impact. Yeah, brace for impact. <laughs> uh, and then your main event of the evening saw Chris Jericho picking up a victory over Wheeler Yuta. I thought this was a great match. Um, I liked the act that the essences of the lion heart Chris Jericho coming out, especially with using the lion tamer. I liked, um, the, so Parker and Menard came out. Yes. And then Claudio came out. Yes. He came No, Claudio came out with Yuta. Yeah. And then they got booted from ringside. So he, he went and left with them. And I like <laughs> that he, because he was a- only there because they were coming out. Oh, I wasn't paying attention to that. Sorry, I was a referee thing. I wasn't supposed. I, oh, I should have been paying attention more. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna be a jerk about it now. Sorry, um, but yeah, I, I liked it. But Claudia was just there to even up the odds, and he's a babyface. It's like I don't need to be out here anymore if yeah. there's jerky guys out there. Jericho does win with the lion tamer though, and he says next week Moxley he's gonna get the he's gonna get the, the lionheart Chris Jericho, and he's gonna stretch the poop out of him. So. Next week, Quake by the Lake. How, did you like the graphics they were showing for the matches? Did you realize they have yeah, Danhausen Dan and Hook on a little boat? It's great. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's little attention to detail right there. So next uh, next week, Quake by the Lake at the Target Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. You're gonna have the Lionheart Chris Jericho versus John Moxley for the AEW Championship. So uh, that was it for the week that was in professional wrestling. Battle of the Belts. At- Oh yeah, battle of Bell. Oh, yeah, I mean we well, have a we have a live rampage, so obviously we don't know what takes place on rampage. Yeah, and battle of the belts is filmed. 
I, I assume it'll be filmed tonight. Tonight? Okay. So, yeah, so we got next week we'll have Battle of the Belts, we'll have Rampage, or we can talk about the terrible cover for Fight Forever. Yeah. <laughs> I just, it, it looks like second fiddle. Yeah, I don't, it's weird, it's like, especially because their posters are like... Awesome. Pretty good. Yeah. So why that ended up or how that ended up as the the game cover is like really confusing but uh yeah it's gonna be on ps4 ps5 i mean from the clips that they showed in this video it looks like it's gonna look it looks like it's gonna look pretty awesome so i'm stoked about it punk being in the game obviously jade cargill i think abaddon is in the game as well which i find interesting but that's awesome cool that's that certainly is interesting video game etic you know like toy etic yeah so, definitely. Uh, so uh, I hope to see a little bit more gameplay from this game, and I wonder what like the creative player is going to be like. I hope there's a creative player. Yeah, they they confirmed that. All right, good, absolutely. Because I have to make myself in there, and then make you, and then go back on our Twitch our Twitch channel and wake us with the tag titles against JR. What system would you get it for? PS Five. I can't believe how expensive it is. I didn't see how expensive it is. It's seventy bucks, I believe. Oh no! Well, inflation, brother. You know. So is that is that the physical copy or is that the download only? It's all of it, I believe. Really, well, match types are going to be. Uh, there's no trios matches, which I find outstanding. Uh, Battle royale, falls count anywhere, unsanctioned lights out, allowed to use weapons, and exploding barbed wire deathmatch. So I hope it has the terrible pyro. They have those mini games too. Yeah, which I think is cool. People are like, what is this? But, you know, hey, listen, it could, it's a wrestling game, but you want to appeal to a large audience, too. It reminds me of, like, those, like, mobile games. Okay. Like, I'm surprised there's no, like, those those brick breaker things. Like, um, I forget what it's called. You know where you got to match up, like, the gems? Like Candy Crush? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Hey. I know WWE has, like, a mobile Candy Crush gimmick like that, I think, but... Really? I think so. And they have that Mayhem game, too. What is the Mayhem game? I don't know. It's called WWE Mayhem. I used to get QR codes for it when I get all my retro figures. Hmm. Let's look it up in the App Store. Da-da-da. Keep talking here. WWE Mayhem. Mobile play. Mayhem. Is that... Yeah. Double one arcade game. What, are you actually doing the moves, or is it like Pikachu? I don't like Pikachu. Yeah, like Pokemon where you choose a a move and then they can miss or, or hit. I don't know. It says uh, play as John Cena, The Rock, The Man, Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, Undertaker, Goldberg, and all your favorite WWE legends and superstars in this high-flying, in-the-ring action arcade game. Take your WWE superstar to the next level in a weekly Raw, NXT, and SmackDown Live challenges. Um, I'm not downloading this because I don't need another game on my phone. So, there's also WWE Undefeated. Which is a PvP action wrestling game. WWE Champions. That's the that's the brick game you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, WWE Champions. Do you remember when WWE released like a new edition of the arcade game? Um, I've heard about it. I've never played it though. I thought that should have been popular. Yeah, it should have. So uh, anyway, yeah. So Fight Forever is gonna come out at some point. We got a, a teaser penciled in for New Year's Eve, so Yeah, that's not happening probably not coming out until next year it's probably that's probably just a holder right for the pre-order so anyway yep that was AEW. that's it and now let's go to chris's match of the week 
versus match of the week. Versus match of the week. All right, match of the week this week might be a shocker to some people, but Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair from Summer SummerSlam, fan freaking tastic match. Even with Becky uh, pop her arm out of her socket and wrestling for twenty more minutes, and who could say about the ending too with uh, EO Sky and. Bailey Dakota and, and Dakota Kai coming back. That was a huge pop for me. Yeah. Dakota Kai. It was crazy. And it was an awesome match. Um, I like the fact that two women's matches in the past week have used the Diamond Dust, which I thought was great. And everyone knows how influential of a backyard wrestler I was. So, <laughs> <laughs> My moves are just all over the place. Uh, anyway, Brandon, who are you shouting out? This is Miss Piggy, and you should be listening to moi instead of Brandon's shout-outs. The first shout-out goes to Pat Carroll, who passed away last week at the age of 95. Ursula's voice, right? Uh, yes, most famously as Ursula from The Little Mermaid. I think one of the best Disney songs is Poor Unfortunate Souls. Really? I think so, 100%. Okay. And it's like, because of her voice. Like, her, for me, like, villain songs even... Or no, not even villain songs. Just overall Disney songs. It's I think that's up there. That and like uh, "Be Prepared" are two okay, really yep. good ones. But that was very good. I would have liked to have met her, but never. Like, had she ever signed at a Comic Con that I was at, I would have a hundred percent gone and met her. But got an Ursula Funko Pop signed. Um, maybe just an eight by ten. Okay. Of Ursula. Okay. But yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh, next shout out goes to Kurt Angle. They aired his A and E biography this week, and it was very, very good. I think I heard they didn't focus on anything like outside of WWE stuff, like especially after like after WWE and his demons and stuff like no, that. No, they they did. That was oh, okay. like a big part of this was like demons. Okay, a big part of that. But I think Kurt Angle has to be one of the best athletes of all time. So, and it's just a shame that he had to go through everything that he did. Yeah. With all that. But uh, last shout out, I'm going to go to give it to Lightyear. Did you see it? No, I have been meaning to watch it. I know it just came on Disney Plus. I heard a lot of hate about it. Um, I watched Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness last night. Did you like it? I liked it, but it wasn't like amazing. It didn't feel like a Marvel movie. Um, and I mean, yeah, it was good. Wasn't the best, but have you watched like zombies and stuff, or not zombies? Uh, what if? No, I didn't watch What If. All right, because that like I guess would have prepared you more for that. Okay, but this movie Lightyear is the movie that Andy saw and made him fall in love with Buzz Lightyear. Really? <laughs> so it's like super meta. Okay. Like I thought it was a movie you, based on how the do you know that? Character. That's what that that like that's. So right Is before the movie came the out, movie? they were they started saying that. I was when they announced this, I was under the impression that it was like the real life character, like the real life person, as if we would know like Buzz Aldrin. Yes, it was like the movie based on his life. I thought, but it was actually just a movie that Andy saw. Okay. And fell in love with the character of Buzz. Okay. So, I thought it was a good movie. It was, I think, 100% a Disney Plus movie rather than a theatrical release. Yeah. Uh, and I know that it's been out for months, but it just came to Disney Plus, so I'm not going to spoil anything. But there was some jaw-dropping information 
in this movie. <laughs> I think I'm going to try to watch it at some point this weekend. Like when this when this particular thing took place, my jaw was on the floor because yeah. for years we've known stuff. So and I heard, um, heard Socks. I heard Socks is great in it. Yeah, Socks is a, a great character. Where I there should be a Socks meet and greet in the Disney parks, like they have like the BB-8. Okay, Socks can talk. So I know like, Socks can talk. You could a hundred percent have a robotic animatronic cat. Doing meet and greets. Like, you ever go to Universal Studios and see Donkey or something? No. So they have Donkey doing, like, I wouldn't say it's not, like, really meet and greets, but he's, like, not even performing. He's just, like, meeting. I guess it's a meet and greet, but you're, like, there to, like, talk to him and interact. Okay. So I think, and it's a live performer, I think they could 100% have that with rocks. Rocks? Uh, yeah. Socks. <laughs> rocks. <laughs> Is your but, next shout out for The Rock? Yeah. That's why. <laughs> but yeah, so I would say definitely check out Lightyear and uh just just know it was definitely not a theatrical release. You know there's yeah. a, f- a $400 Super 7 life-size socks. That's what does it do? It's just a life-size socks. Does it talk or no? No, it doesn't talk. That'd be the most apparent uh, the most expensive amount of money I'd spend on socks. I know. Okay, so continue next shout out. That was number three. Oh, I thought you, your next. Uh, I thought your next shout out was gonna be for The Rock. No, oh, my since my kids actually saw that DC Super Pets movie this week. Actually, uh, that I heard really good things about. Yeah, they said it was. Uh, my wife took my wife and one of her mom friends took like all their kids, and apparently all the kids sat down and watched the entire movie. Yeah, I was uh, uh, assuming maybe it'd come up on uh, HBO Max. I don't know what's happening there though. Yeah, apparently there's like the dropping <laughs> stuff, and there's budget cuts, and Meltzer saying that you know AEW might be uh, in trouble. But who believes Meltzer? Because no, I mean there's like it was so weird because when they were doing the the actual call, the only what, were you on there for media, Brandon? I no, I was watching it because I I'm like a huge fan of HBO Max, and it so sucks to know that it's going. It's so, it's like leaving. Yeah, HBO Max come next summer is dead. Really? Yeah, it's merging with Discovery Plus, so they'll probably have a new app called Discovery Max or something like that. Oh, that stinks. So, and it's, dude, this it was such a bizarre, like, PowerPoint presentation. A little Drew bit Gulak. sexist, almost. Would Drew Gulak be It was, like, almost sexist, though, because it was like, here at HBO, the men watch it here at discovery and all the like 90 day fiance universe, the women watch it. And it's like, what is happening? Like, how are you saying this out loud? Yeah. Strange. And it doesn't seem like the, the heads at Warner brother discovery, like, well, it seems like they know they they want to just focus on big movie budgets, which is why they're getting rid of Batgirl because it was made specifically for HBO max. Okay. With a budget for HBO Max, so they're getting rid of that. They're getting rid of that Scooby um, sequel, which will be tax write-offs or whatever, which means they'll never, ever, ever be legally released. Okay. So they're getting rid of all that. TNT and TBS, they touted every single sport on there except for AEW. I heard, like... They were featured, though. They showed AEW the ring skirt. They were like, and by the way, we love the Shark Week integration on our products. And they just, they didn't mention AEW there. 
after the presentation and, and the call ended, they uh, released like, uh, I guess, I don't know what, what the word is, like promotional stuff for it. Okay. And there it was, it said, our most watched premiere. Okay. One of the shows was AEW. Okay, interesting. So it's very weird. I was expecting like, oh, eventually we'll get AEW on HBO Max. Now, well, maybe it'll be on Discovery Max or whatever it is. Yeah, now uh, maybe it'll be at the end of the summer or something in 2023. Maybe that's a, that'll be when AEW gets streaming rights. Okay, cool. So, unfortunate that HBO Max is going away. I really, really, really hope that it's, like, a really good app. I hope I still get it for free through cable because I'm paying for HBO. Okay. And, uh, I don't know. They kept they kept saying, like, oh, and Discovery Plus is highly reviewed. And it's, like, you read the reviews, everyone's like, this app sucks. A majority, yeah. like, 68% of the reviews were, this app is awful. Interesting. So, highly reviewed is correct, but not, like... Not good reviews. Skewing their demographic or whatever yeah. they're, they're doing. So, all right. Well, that what took that Brandon Shadows took a hard left. Oh, big time. I, yes, big lot time. Okay, I'll save it for Mark Hamill of the week. All right, and speaking of Mark Hamill of the week, let's get to it. Our, Right, our mark out moment of the week for me. I think you mentioned before one of the things Dakota Kai returning. Yeah, I I really like. I want to see how that plays out, especially like I know it's like the, it's the Triple H era now. Um, so I don't know if she was in the plans before. Maybe like I don't know if they. Wrote... No, they apparently uh, had pitched this stable beforehand and and it got turned down and. And now they now triple now, now the triple first H's. thing he did one of the first things brought her back so thank God yeah good good for him uh, yeah so that was a huge I I marked out for that too I also marked out for a podcast video podcast that I watched this week drinks with Johnny it's the bass player from Avenged Sevenfold his podcast and he had the best friends on this week Chuck Trent and Orange and if you remember popping dogs and talking hogs on the High Spots Network it was a little bit of a tamer version of that. Uh, it was a lot of fun, just weird conversation. They got into some uh, things that they talked about on, on Poppin' Pop and Dogs. Um, and it was so fun. And Johnny, I forget, Johnny Christ, I think his last name is. Um, he was like, this is the best interview we've ever done. And it was so <laughs> awkward. Um, I highly recommend uh, checking that out. Is it on YouTube? Uh, yeah, it's on YouTube. It's it's so fun. It's so weird, but it's so funny. Um, what else? Did I, I marked out for Edge's new shirt. It's pretty sick. I thought it was. It looks like the WrestleMania shirt he had. I don't. I think if I'm if I'm not mistaken. So there's a some a very new interesting T-shirt on WWE Shop. Two new. Oh, uh, what the Vince McMahon ones? No, those are old. But uh, a acknowledge your daddy and Tribal Chief is my daddy shirt. All right. Well, the, clearly they don't know that Effie is everybody's daddy. So, um, <laughs> John Cena has a new hat. It's oh, probably it's, not the. It's probably the twentieth anniversary one. Oh yeah, the twenty uh, twenty uh, years of Cena. Because with the way that WWE Shop is adding old stuff, it's now being marked as new stuff. Oh yeah, true. But I also marked out on the A and E biography for Kurt Angle. They interviewed Sylvester Turkai. 
if you remember is... him. Nope. He was part of the ECW brand and SmackDown with Elijah Burke. Did you not watch then? Or... I did watch then, but I don't remember He was like him. that MMA guy. He had long hair. He had a beard. You remember Elijah Burke? Being I remember like Elijah MMA Burke. Game? There was that the the new ECW stables like him, Marcus Corvon, Max Stryker. Yeah, do you not they, remember they, the MMA guy? No, not at all. <laughs> so he was interviewed for it. I had no idea they they apparently wrestled each other prior to WWE, and uh, I think Kurt Angle won his second like NCAA championship from him or something. Really? Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Also, uh, Ric Flair's last match. We mentioned it before. I think for me the biggest and best part of this was Undertaker was sitting there. <laughs> oh yeah, Undertaker, With Brett, Mick Foley, and uh, Michelle Mick McCool, Foley. yeah, and Brett also. And also, we should mention, I guess, Matt Cardone is no longer injured. Yeah, that's a big markup. NW, it's saying NWA seventy five. He's back, Jack, uh, and he gets to face an opponent of his choosing. So I mean, I'm glad that rehab is uh, that he's facing Tatanka at uh, the wrestling showcase in September. <laughs> What's the wrestling showcase? Uh, it's an event based out of Chicago, I think it is, and they're like crowning like a champion for it. So, um, pretty cool. I'm I'm stoked about Matt being back. He's um, renewing his wedding vows next weekend. Oh yeah, at, at GCW Homecoming, the uh, events that uh, started the rise of the Deathmatch King. He uh, had posted a photograph of him in the studio. Yep, that too. I really hope it's going to be. The cover of to, to, uh, Forever, Together, Together. The or Macho maybe, Man and Elizabeth wedding song. Or maybe Toski too. I can't see that. I really hope it's a cover of Together. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Also, um, Maven is officiating that. It's great. He's actually a shoot ordained minister. Really? Yeah. Not for this. It's for like just normal. Yeah. So like, if you got married one day and oh. you wanted Maven to, uh, if you want to your renew wedding. your vows, you could have Maven. Yeah. Just pay the right brother. What are you coming up on? Ten years. Uh what am I coming up on? I already celebrated ten years in what June. Did... Yeah, but that... had... oh, so it was ten years this year. Yeah. Look at that big ten I years. I know. Brandon Mark wanted to drink a beer like the Sandman. What? Yeah, you said when I came out to enter Sandman, you're like, I just wanted to drink a beer. I said that? Yeah, you said that on, on the episode of Mark and <laughs> Ten Al, years after... ago, maybe. I, yeah. I've never would, I would never offer up a, to drink a beer. Yeah, you said you wanted to drink a, drink a beer like the Sandman. Let's go back and find the clip right now. Yeah, no. right. Yeah. <laughs> Let me scroll through 599 episodes. No, I probably ha- have it on my uh, hard drive somewhere. But uh, if, you, if you folks want to find that clip and send it to us. <laughs> Feel free, markingout1 at gmail.com. Um, so that's it for this week. Marking out, episode 600. Woohoo. I didn't even say I, I hung out with Dave this week. Oh, did you? What'd you yeah. do? Uh, well, Dave was complaining on Saturday morning. He's like, oh, no one can hang out. I'm like, Dave, what are you doing today? He's like, nothing. I'm like, let's go to this brewery by our friend Mike's house and let's get some beers. He's like, all right, sounds good. So we went to Great South Bay Brewing. Do they Bay serve Street. food at these places? So here's, here's, the, here's the thing. Like there was a like they have like a food truck outside, and there was this taco truck out there, and I was like, I love Mexican food. I'm like, all right, tacos, sweet. Let's let's get on this. And apparently, like the woman that was like taking everybody's orders was a big B I T C H, and she like got nasty with somebody. Was like, we're not taking orders till like three o'clock now because we're behind. I'm like, so you had to walk away, and like I didn't eat anything. So, like, I, I had band practice, and then I went right there, and I was, I was so hungry, and I didn't eat anything, and all I did was drink. I had two delicious beers. One of them was a Pantera beer. Um, 
Did you walk or? No, I, I drove and no, then I, a... I, I hung out for a couple hours. <laughs> Whoa, that's a joke. What do you mean? I know. Like I hung out for a couple hours. Yeah, that was a terrible joke. What are you um, kidding me? It's a great joke. Um, I had to hang out for a couple hours and then scarf down McDonald's, which screwed my stomach up. Um, How uh, often do you eat McDonald's? Not a lot. I've been trying to like cut back heavily on fast food. It doesn't um, work. I know it doesn't work. <laughs> but I have not had fast food in uh uh maybe 9 years now. Really? Yeah. Good for you. And like my kids like McDonald's. It's like in my head like if I think of McNuggets with just like my mouth waters, so. I know McNuggets are so good. They must put something in there that not laxatives, I'll tell you that much. Well, yeah, of course not that. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. So, any closing off the show. Yeah, so I hung out with Dave. We had some beers. It was great. Great South Bay Brewing. Ghost Brewing. Go check it out. Uh, and check out Marking Out on all of your major podcasting applications. MarkingOut.com, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut, Twitter.com slash MarkingOut, YouTube and Instagram.com slash MarkingOut11. Buy our merchandise. There's a sale going on like there is every other week at ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. Uh, thank you to Nick Mop Tocho for our logo. Thank you to Bring Rope Rebellion for our music. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Weendog, Brandon on Twitter at BTTG161, and Dave on Twitter and social media at David DP, DPG, PT, DPT. Whatever. It's fine. It, it, it's fine. Dave, Dave doesn't even like to. <laughs> I, I still can't get over it. Yeah, I can't believe how many similarities there are between the Jade Rocks and Feud. <laughs> I, just, I, I still can't get over that from a couple weeks ago. Um, uh, but yeah, so uh, until then, we wish you the... The... Best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a fantastic week. Oh.